This week on episode 42 of the Odd Dad Out podcast, I'm kicking off my new recommended listening segment featuring a pre-recorded live, plus Amy Schumer's making a Barbie movie, and of course I've got the jackass of the week. Beginning Odd Dad Out podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is a show where I basically rant and ramble about whatever the hell I feel like, whether it's stuff from the news or movies or music, I just kind of let my feelings go and make fun of a lot of shit along the way. So, how's it going? Back, I'm, I'm going to get back to, to formatting again this week, I think. I'm going to be a little more segmented. I'm going to be back in, back in the routine and maybe a little less nerdy. I don't know. So, you know, pulling the curtain back here. You may have noticed, if you follow me on Twitter, you may have noticed I completely scrapped this episode. Completely. I had this whole bit going about uh, just like Christmas holiday overload and written out, and yeah, it's going to be great, and just, like, the general people are, are too holiday crazy. And then this news dropped. Like I said before, apparently, Amy Schumer, yeah, that Amy Schumer, is going to be not only writing, but starring in a Barbie movie. Yes. That Barbie, like Mattel, Pink, Cadillac, and Dreamhouse Barbie. Now, I'm going to say I'm not opposed to a Barbie movie. I'm I'm perfectly fine with a Barbie movie. They've done, I think Disney did a thing years ago that was, uh, I think it was Tyra Banks, and I think like Lindsay Lohan, I think. But it was essentially because they it was Disney and they didn't have the rights to do Barbie. But it was essentially a little girl's Barbie comes to life. Ta-da! And because, hey, why the hell not? Who of any... And this was, I mean, years ago. This was, you know, probably just after Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan. But this was, like, if we're going to have who has the closest, naturally the closest body to a Barbie doll? Tyra Banks. Sorry. Now, yeah, she hasn't been that in that like pristine you know runway victoria's secret angel model shape in years she's still not bad looking but you know and in her modeling prime yeah she was basically a, a black barbie not nothing wrong with that now they're going to do barbie barbie like blonde and and bathed in pink barbie why in the fuck is amy schumer gonna star in it the only thing she has in common with Barbie is that she's blonde and has no brain. Yep, that's right. I am not a fan of Amy Schumer. Honestly, I just think she's not funny. She's, I think she's, no, I'm, I'm, I love stand-up comedy. I'm a big fan of, there's a lot of great female comics. Amy Schumer's not one of them. Amy Schumer's comedy, I feel, is an example of 
a serious problem with a lot of comics who are huge names. That their only reason they're considered funny is for, like, a shtick. They've got a gimmick, and 150,000%, that gimmick is the only reason they're considered funny. If you took that that one gimmick away, if you took that one subject matter away, then they're not funny. Amy Schumer's whole thing is that she's this, you know, rude, obnoxious uh, woman who who's not in the perfect shape, who's uh, not fitting into the mold. And I was like, you know what? A, Sarah Silverman already did that shit, and she did it a lot better. And Sarah Silverman can act. Amy Schumer can't act. She's not an actress. She's an obnoxious female comedian. And then, like her whole and and from and again, I don't know her personally, but I have heard several comedians say in interviews that she's just completely full of shit and she's a total bitch. Again, I don't know. I've just heard other people who do know her basically say that she's totally got this, you know, who I am complex. But again, her whole shtick is that rude, loud, obnoxious Amy Schumer. And apparently the, the proposed plot line for this movie is going to be that she, that this Barbie, like one of several Barbies in Barbie land, does not fit in with the rest of the Barbies in Barbie land and whatever, however the hell reason she goes off into the real world, air quotes, real world and learns a lesson and a whole bunch of crap. You know how they always throw in a, you know, she changes the people on the outside and learns from them and then goes back to save Barbie land from whatever the fuck was going on in Barbie land. Um, my biggest problem with this. Now, let's, let's go back. A, they shouldn't be making a, a live action Barbie movie unless you're just going to do Barbie. Because Barbie is an image. Not, and I'm not talking about the, the, like, the physique of, oh, the, the ideal Barbie. And I, dear God, I'm talking with my hands so much more now talking about Barbie. But the, like, that, impossible body type Barbie. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the fact that Amy Schumer in absolutely no way resembles a Barbie doll other than blonde hair. The, I'm talking about the, the overall Barbie. The thing about Barbie is that yes, Barbie is beautiful, but Barbie has done a million and one fucking things. Barbie is the most well-rounded character in all of creation. She's been an astronaut. She's got a mansion. She's been a veterinarian. She's she's done every job there is. And I know it makes me look bad. You know, if you want to do Barbie and you want to do Barbie like a tongue-in-cheek, have a comic element to it, it's already been done. There was a cartoon made. It's called Barbie, My Life in the Dream House, where they do nothing but rip on Barbie. This is Barbie and all of the other Barbie world characters living in the dream house world and all that. But they take so many cracks 
at Barbie. They they have to pull over on the side of the road because the 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 uh her Corvette died. And what do they need to do? They need to find batteries. Really, they go into Barbie's massive closet, and it's full of the 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 vacuum sealed containers. Oh look, it's her spacesuit. Oh look, it's her doctor outfit. Look, it's her veterinary outfit. Look, it's her florist outfit. Look, it's a hundred million fucking. It's like oh, I was like oh yeah. It's like, I got lost in my closet. I didn't get out for three weeks. Because Barbie's just done everything. But they were hilarious about the way they executed the entire thing. And gave the closet an AI. It was completely crazy. But that's how you do it. If you're going to make a comedy involving Barbie, they've done it. You could do that. You could use that entire sort of reference. Because if you're going to take Amy Schumer and say that she is supposed to be any representation of Barbie, and then you are harming the image of the brand of what is Barbie. And Yes, I realize I'm standing here defending Barbie, saying Barbie is an iconic figure. And, and again, I'm not the physical representation of Barbie, but the, the message that is Barbie. Barbie can be anything. And when they talk about all the, the female empowerment and the women's rights and the feminism and all that, Barbie has been that. And Mattel has pushed that from the very beginning. Barbie can be anything. Barbie has been anything. That's why they've gone and like yes, and they've had the uh, what's it the Mattel Shiro's line, where they've taken these like empowered female feminist leaders and like these game changing females and made Barbie dolls of them. And I can't the the most recent one they did Ashley Graham, you know plus size model Ashley Graham whose biggest insistence in making her doll is she wanted to make sure that there was no thigh gap on her doll because she does not look like that. You know, they've uh, they've made Barbie dolls of politicians, of actresses who were, you know, defining feminist, you know, leaders. Amy Schumer is not that. There is nothing truly about Amy Schumer that fits into the what I feel, and it, and it, this is a guy. I am a heterosexual male standing here defending the imagery, the imagery, because it's you know one word, of Barbie. Because I, and, and again, I don't think Amy Schumer is funny, but I don't think she's funny because I think if you took away her, like, rude, like. I'm going to be feminist in your face. BS feminism, sorry. Not real feminism, just feminism for the appearance of feminism. You take that away, she has nothing. It's like, it's like Carlos Mencia, not Carlos, uh, George Lopez, not funny if you take away Mexican. A um, lot of comics, you take away their, a lot of comics who just do racial material. You take away that racial material, you take away a lot of black comics who their shtick is, I'm being black, and this is funny because I'm a black person. You take that away, they have no material. There are Hispanic comedians that can just do a joke. There are black comedians who can just do a joke. 
there are female comedians who can just do a joke and be funny, and they don't have to be some over-the-top, in-your-face. It's not funny because they're a woman. They're just funny. Amy Schumer does not have that. She's funny because she's... I mean, the, the signature image of of Amy Schumer is from Bridesmaids and a train wreck. It's like, it's her being in, like, you know, alcohol-swilling, loud-mouth pain in the ass. That's the imagery that she represents. That is not the imagery that Barbie should have. And again, she's not that great an actress, and I don't think she's funny. She's just, she's a type of stupid funny, and I don't like stupid funny. I like an intelligent joke. She's not capable of that. She has a team of writers on her TV show to accomplish that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I do not support like this version of Barbie movie. I feel like the plot, the idea that they have represented and the fact that they're putting somebody in there whose entire identity is they're going on the media representation of Amy Schumer, not the Amy Schumer that's out there, out there being a comedian. They're going the, I'm going to act like a feminist. Look at me. I'm fighting. It's like, you know what? Fine. Her gun rights thing. Fine. I totally support, you know, if she wants that's a an issue that is sensitive to her, but I feel her her feminism stuff is a lot of BS because she will sit there and spout feminism but attack other women and sit there and call and get pissed about being included with other groups, getting pissed about being called plus size or whatever, but do jokes about being fat. You can't have it both ways. That's, that's just, sorry, that's the rules. Uh, I've known, I know a guy who sits there and calls himself fat. He's like, I'm sorry, if you want to be a comic and you call yourself fat, you cannot get mad if someone calls you fat. You cannot be, get mad if you're going to do a joke calling yourself something and then somebody else does it. Sorry, you, you lose the right to get mad if you say it yourself. Sorry, call me a dick if you want. So. You know, that's, that's just, that's my feeling about this because again, I, I just don't think if they're going to do Barbie, they could do Barbie so much better. They're describing this as like enchanted where fairy tale princess got pulled into the real world and all that. They can do that with somebody else. They could do that with Tyra Banks again. Fine. They could do that with anybody else. But they need to have a Barbie that represents Barbie. I'm not saying they need somebody that looks like Barbie, although it would definitely help. But they could do this with so many other actresses. Because only thing about Barbie that's in Amy Schumer is blonde hair. It shouldn't be an outright comedy. It shouldn't be an, it, it needs to be about Barbie and what Barbie represents. Overall, there's a reason they haven't made a big Barbie movie yet, besides the fact that it's just kind of a thing now. But Barbie is a is an icon. And I've said it before, and it's been said, I'm not the first person to say it. Barbie's an icon, and you should not risk drowning or dragging that imagery through the mud to make a buck. Because here's a here's another bit. Sony is making this movie. Sony hasn't been making so many great movies lately. 
Sony screwed up Spider-Man to their biggest blockbuster, the only thing that was making them money. They screwed up to a point where they had to split the deal with Marvel. So, why are you going to trust Sony making a Barbie movie? I just, I feel like Mattel is going to have some major issues. I'm hoping that Mattel comes in and says, hey, no, your idea for this movie is not in line with the brand and the the representation we want of this character. But I really hope Mattel puts their foot down on this because it's, and again, I, I, it's a weird place to be in. Me, I've never thought of this before, but it's a weird place to be in me sitting here defending the honor of Barbie and the Barbie doll. Never played with Barbies myself. My sisters had tons of Barbies, but my sisters were the, the those girls who beheaded all their Barbies and cut all their hair off. No, true story. My sisters had tons of, of headless Barbies and I didn't do it. My sisters did it because dear God, if I got close enough to their room, they'd probably cut my head off. So yeah, that, that's, that's to, to quote, uh, Dennis Miller. That's just my opinion, but I could be wrong. And somewhere I'm probably going to get sued for that. Oh, well. Okay, so let's take a quick Potter and Family break, and we will, we, I will be right back with bullshit from the news. What is the Potter and Family? This is Dave from the Parlapod Podcast. This is Eric Mocker from the Mockers Podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby Podcast. Hi, I'm Gareth. I'm Bex. And we're from the Gareth's Random Rambling Podcast. We're Josh and David. From the Scotch and Flicks podcast. Hey, this is Rick from Ice and the Face. This is Nick from the Epic Film Guys podcast. Hey, this is Shane. That's not Shane. That's a robot set by the government. <sighs> and that's Kenny from I'm now. A that robot I'm, too. From now that I'm older. More like now that I'm robot. This is Knock from the Geek Over podcast. Hi, this is Leo. This is Kitty. This is Midgy. Bez here. Cobra here. And we're from the Afterburn 739 podcast. I'm James Hatton. I'm Podcast Rob from the Something Something Cast. This is Cyanide from the Little Geek Lost Podcast. This is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. This is Greg from the Sports Dance Podcast. Hey, this is Bro from the World of Row Podcast. This is Turbo from the Turbo Cast. Hey, guys. This is Mike from the Mike Jolet Show. Woo! Hey, guys. It's Rad Dad Chad. Jay Mills. And Lil Man. From the Full of Fiber Podcast. This is Jason from the Three Is Comedy Podcast. This is Matt Pierce from the Crossover Podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Juliette Miranda from the Unwritable Rant Podcast. This is Michael Vasquez of the No Soundbites Allowed Podcast. This is Daniel from the Toe on the Trigger Podcast. This is Octopus Caveman. And this is the Green Korean from the Dave Podcast. This is Gareth from the Open All Powers Podcast. This is Jeff with the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. We are you. Podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Potter Family and use the hashtag Potter Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter Family, where great podcasts come home. Bullshit from the news. Okay, after all that Amy Schumer ranting, I think I need... To, to lighten things up a little bit before we get into the stupidity. So, I think everybody out there at this point is familiar with Full House. Uh, everybody 
If you're listening to a podcast, you probably are familiar with Full House. And you are probably familiar with the fact that they've rebooted the series as Fuller House. And it's been kind of all over the news, especially with the success of the new show, that the original house has been purchased. Well, that apparently didn't last very long. And you kind of have to deal with that is the fact that you know, like you bought a a famous house, even if like where it is like the inside of the house looks nothing like the set, obviously, and like what it's supposed to look inside on the show. But you know, you bought the full house house. And it's 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 been repainted and all that stuff. But the owners decided like they were tired of people coming by and taking pictures of their house or whatever. And Again, it's it's been bought and sold several times over the last 30 years since they originally shot, you know, the footage that opens the show or opens both shows at this point. And so the creator of Full House, Jeff Franklin, who you may be familiar with, Jeff Franklin Productions and Miller Boyette Productions at the end of the show and all that stuff. But Jeff Franklin actually just recently bought the Full House house. He, I, I forget what exactly his motivation was, but he decided that he was going to buy the house. And it's kind of funny because it is one of those, those cases where it's kind of a San Francisco landmark because this is the house from Full House. And it's like currently it's got like some new shrubbery and it's green and all this. And he said that he actually wants to go in and repaint the front of the house and repaint it and restyle it to match the uh, original look from way back when the show started so that they can shoot new footage of the outside of the house. Because apparently they basically took the original shot, the opening shot from Full House and Fuller House was shot 30 years ago. And he joked, you've been watching the same cars pass in front of this house for 30 years. So they want to be able to shoot new footage outside the house. Hey, let's get a new look of the outside of this house. And he's going to redecorate, re rework the inside of the house to be able to film inside the house. And again, he's, he's a big time TV producer, showrunner, all this stuff. The guy's got the money to just buy this house and renovate and use this fucking house as a move as a TV set. But yeah, apparently he wants to be able to own the house that is so iconic and use it as the house in the show, at least for in some way, shape or form. So that's pretty cool. And I'm sure he's, because he bought it kind of like this was, you know, I've made my millions off of this house. Like I'm putting it back into this house. Uh, it's kind of funny, but the, there were so many people that owned the house over the years. that got really pissed about all the people that would come and want to take pictures of their house and get so mad and like, Oh, excuse me. It's an okay. If I did, can I come in? And I'm like, cause it's a famous house. If, if you know, the Adams family house or the monster house wasn't sitting on a movie lot, I would totally go and and take pictures and want to look inside. But those are just sets. I mean, the full house, the full house house existed, at least the outside existed. So tons of people are always trying to get pictures of it. Well, now the guy wants you to. Now it's perfectly okay, and it's going to look that way now. It's cool. Uh, so th- that's like serious. That's that's like 
for love of your creation. This is, you know, this, that's pretty awesome that he, he's doing that. Next up, I've got my first of two stupid criminals this week. First off, I've got a man who broke into his neighbor's apartment, was arrested for burglary, broke into his neighbor's apartment to steal his Wi-Fi password. Not their big screen TV, not their Xbox, not their jewelry. He just wanted the Wi-Fi password and was so desperate for it that he apparently just had to break into the apartment. Dude. What the hell? Okay, I realize that good Wi-Fi is, is, is a commodity nowadays. But routers and inter- internet's cheap. And if you really need Wi-Fi that bad, then go to McDonald's. Go to fuck somewhere, but you do not need to go break into your neighbor's apartment to steal their Wi-Fi. And then to get arrested for something so dumb. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've talked about some dumb criminals before, but if you're going to break into your neighbor's apartment to steal something, be some, steal something worth stealing. Steal something that you have some monetary gain. Apparently in the past, he'd like harassed this neighbor, like wanting, you know, say, Hey, give me your Wi-Fi password. Give me your Wi-Fi password. And it just kind of reminds me of a big bang theory. It's like, Oh, what's the, it's like, what's the new Wi-Fi password? Like, Oh, Penny, please pay for your own Wi-Fi. Whatever. Something like that. Uh, like, oh, all caps, whatever. Uh, it's, it's the same shit. It's really, dude, just fucking go buy your own damn Wi-Fi. It's so dumb. It's such a dumb thing to get, not only to do, but to be arrested for. He was arrested for breaking and entering and, like, dude, come on. You are probably going to at least, at the very least, if you've got a sympathetic judge that just thinks you're a dumbass, they're probably, they'll give you a big ass fine. But still, the fact that you are going to have breaking and entering on your criminal record to steal, not even, yeah, you're, you're stealing Wi-Fi. But fuck, dude, come on. Ah, uh, at least, you know, if you're gonna steal, steal something, man, steal something valuable. Ah, uh, okay. He's, he's my minor dumb criminal this week. Ah, uh, and, and, which leads me into da, 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 the jackass of the week, which I had a I had a uh, an effect for this, but I don't know what happened to it. Anyway, <laughs> my jackass of the week: a man in Huntsville, Alabama, and I actually wrote this one down. A man in Huntsville, Alabama. They are searching for, and they are calling him a Grinch because you know. Uh, headlines have to be funny like that. A man burnt down a parade float on its way to the parade by flicking his cigarette at it. That's right. Some cranky dude, you know, flung his cigarette at a parade float on its way. I guess it was like they were doing a Grinch who stole Christmas. Per, uh, themed holiday parade and 
I don't know what this guy's beef was, but he went and flicked his cigarette at this giant paper mache and and tissue paper float that was like the, a recreation of a Who village home and lit the thing up like it was covered in gasoline. And one little cigarette took a $10,000, supposedly like $10,000 float and just burst into flames on its way to the parade. I think that's like the saddest part of it. Not sad, sad, but like a, oh, damn. Um, like they didn't even get to be in the parade and they just got to watch all their hard work go poof. So, and then he fucking got away. It was like, oh, you know, Chuck Bolt, asshole. Just not even like the, it's bad enough you burnt this shit, but you, you're littering, fool. <laughs> you're littering. You need to put your cigarette butts in a, in a proper location. There are ashtrays and things. You know, you do a John Wayne. Put it out on the bottom of your shoe. Something. Don't be a dick and chuck a lit cigarette. And I'm, I'm particularly sensitive to this. I realize this happened in Alabama. They're not, a, they've got humidity. I live in the desert. We don't just have like a, oh, it's, it's the summer, it's the winter. We have brush fire season, you know, where other areas of the world have different like weather alerts. We have signs along roads that tell you like the fire danger is high. It's not like going to the airport. The terror alert is orange or whatever the fuck the terror color is. Don't care. I don't fly anywhere. But I sure as hell look at the road sign on the highway that says the fire danger is high because sometimes it's just hot enough for grass to just go poof and to be a fucking fire. And every year there's tons of brush fires and like nine out of ten of them are caused by some jackass chucking a cigarette out his car window. So I'm a little sensitive to the the, the cigarette uh, burning down a float thing. There's irresponsible smokers. I don't care if you smoke. You can smoke all you want. If that's your thing, do it. But put your damn cigarettes out in a responsible manner. And if you're going to be a dick, be a dick to their face. Don't passive-aggressively burn down their float. That's 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 a hell of a passive-aggressive. That That's a little more aggressive than passive. But that's a hell of a passive-aggressive dickhead move to do. And I do not approve. Put out your cigarettes properly. Do not litter and other such shit like that. Okay, I am going to take one more quick break, and I will be back with my recommended listening. I'm Adam. And I'm Rihanna from the Mom and Dad Cuss a Little podcast. After seven and a half years and four little boys, we've learned a few things about the parenting game and are here to share it with you. We definitely don't know everything, but we tell it how it is, chaos, messes, and all. So, if you like your parenting shows without all the sugar-coated unicorns, subscribe to Mom and Dad Cuss a Little on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever great podcasts are found. Hey there, podcast fans. I'm Matt. I'm Joe. And I'm Becky. And every Tuesday, we're getting goofy and geeking out on pre-recorded live. We talk nerdy news, movies, comics, and TV, video games, music, and potpourri. Wait, what? Potpourri? Pine cones and dried wood chips and dried flowers and stuff? No, like, you know, whatever. So I could have just said whatever. I think that's better. 
Okay, so let's say video games, music, and whatever. So check us out online at prereclive.wix.com backslash podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't worry, guys. I'll let that poopery part out. Terrific. And that, my friends, is my recommended listening this week. Uh, this week, I'm focusing on pre-recorded live, which, as you just heard from the crew themselves, they're kind of a a a pop culture nerdism sort of show, and I've gotten really into them and. I've actually gotten to be really good friends with uh, Matt, who's they're. I mean, they're they're just a fun group of people. And I when when I first started listening to this show, my first thought is, if I had friends, they would be like these guys. I I wish I could be in the room with these guys when they're when they're recording or just to hang out with them. They're just a, a goofy bunch of people. And again, like how I have this mindset of general knowledge and general nerd culture they they do a lot of that like i said they talk video games and movies and news and and comics and and all this this crazy fun stuff but they because they're they're just a you know it's it's a husband and wife and they're they're friends and they they just have fun but they're not they're not stupid there, because there, there are so many of those shows where you've just got a bunch of friends who are just sitting there talking about nerd stuff, but they're either ridiculously over nerdy, like to the point where a normal person will not be able to like comprehend what they're saying. They're getting really into the weeds on on comic book stuff or whatever, or they're just utterly stupid and vulgar. And I just I can't I don't like the utterly stupid and vulgar. These guys. Are, are smart. That's it. Matt and Becky and Joe, and they've got a, a fourth guy who was not on that particular promo, uh, uh, James, Jim, Jimmy, I don't know. I hear it every, depending on who's talking about him, they refer to him differently. Whatever. Um, but uh, they, they're normal people who happen to be kind of nerdy and who happen to also be huge foodies. And it's really funny because they've in the past had such a huge kind of a like me they go off on these tangents and they would go off on these food tangents and they could be talking about video games and suddenly they talk for 10 15 minutes about this restaurant down the street where you can get a great euro to the point where they completely spun off that whole element of their show into what they now call foodie fridays which is great, and they're in what's that? around six or seven episodes in right now. And but I, I've gotten where I'm. I didn't used to be the live tweety kind of person. I'm, I've never been a big Twitter person until I got connected with the guys at Free Rec Live, because I will sit there and literally be listening to their show live tweeting Matt and and live tweeting them. As I'm going through the episode, as they're saying shit and commenting and having these conversations back and forth with them, like about things they've said or about like, oh, you forgot about this or, oh, yeah, that was awesome. Or there was one particular case where I, I don't even remember the joke, but it was a pun so bad. I just had to send them a message. Like I rolled my eyes so hard at that joke. I think I gave myself a migraine. 
they're funny. They're legitimately just naturally funny. And they are real, honest, like, I love you like my brother that I wish, that I, I want to push in front of a train friends. Uh, and talking to him, like, apparently Matt and Joe have been friends since they were like 10 years old. These, I mean, these are like best friends ever kind of situations, you know? And you can tell, you absolutely feel that when you listen to these guys, that even when they give each other shit, even when they're sitting there arguing and bickering and whatever back and forth, that it absolutely comes from a, a pure place of love that you you cannot fake that. You cannot fake the chemistry and the relationship that these guys all have. It's just, it's great to listen to. And I know I'm getting kind of cheesy and sappy about them, but... It's just, they're cool. It, they're cool people to listen to. Cause it's like you're just sitting there kind of in this room and in this group with them. They're really fun. I, I, I hope one day to, uh, sit in with these guys and, and kind of, and join them on a show because, like I said, if I had friends, they would be like them. I can only hope to one day have friends like them. And it's like, you, you get it by now. I'm a little introverted. I keep to myself and I hide behind my microphone. But yeah, that's, I, I, I cannot, if you are, are even in like the moderate nerd spectrum, I cannot recommend pre-recorded live any more than I, than like they are, you, you gotta go there. Really. I mean, they're, play, there are different types of shows for different types of people. But if you are like, if you're a normal person with nerd tendencies, these are the guys to go to. These, this is the show. Uh, you gotta check out pre-recorded live. And, and if you're, if you're a food person at all, and I am too, I, I work like, uh, Matt's a chef, uh, Joe works in a restaurant. They're all food nerds. I was a restaurant manager for 13 years. I'm a, I'm a food nerd. I'm a foodie. I do all the cooking in our house. And so I listen to Foodie Fridays. That has become like my new addiction, listening to their Foodie Fridays. It's like I might miss the long show coming on Tuesday with all the nerd stuff sometimes. I might just get behind, but I will not miss a Foodie Fridays for anything. That's like my new addiction. The fact that they can be that funny discussing different food subjects is just a, a testament to their... Their overwhelming nerdiness, as well as their just knowledge and passion about every element of their lives. They're just very passionate people about everything. So, yeah, check them out. Uh, Prerecalive.wix.com backslash podcast. And I'll have it linked in the show notes if you actually go there. And, or you can just listen back to their promo because they're probably better at explaining them than I am. But that's going to do it for me this week. I just want to thank everybody out there listening. And I just want to give a big thanks to Matt over at Pre-Rec Live. He has been just really awesome. Like I said, I, I sit there tweeting with him as I'm listening to their show. And he's just, he's a great guy and he's been a, like I said last week, he's been a, a good friend and just kind of been, you know, what I considered stopping doing the show just because of the hassle of kids and all the headache. 
and you know just sending a, a sad crying face at the idea that I was going to stop the show like you know even if I have one or two fans out there it's worth doing if there's anybody out there listening that I don't have a DNA relation to it's worth doing I feel somebody's getting enjoyment out of me so as you know big thanks to Matt and of course always uh market what's happening with the new man that being said you could check out all of our past episodes of odd dad out at oddadout.blogspot.com you can leave a review on itunes or google play or stitcher i'm even on youtube just search for odd dad out and um, if you want to hit me up directly i'm on facebook and twitter at odd dad out or odd at gmail.com i'm all over the place But until next week, I'm Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night.